Search Engine Marketing Formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. This is Bruce Clay, and today on SEM Synergy, Susan, Virginia, and Michael will be discussing international SEO. Our guest is Japanese search marketing strategist Matoko Hunt, who talked to Virginia about her recommendations for online marketing in Japan. As you know, there are conferences there, and uh, it is growing. We do have our own office in Japan. But to start off the show, your host will take a look at Internet marketing considerations in Europe, uh, the other side of the planet. Take it away, Virginia. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia here with Susan and Michael. Hello. Hi. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, and you can download it at any time from Webmaster Radio's Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it on SEMSynergy.com. Today's guest is Matoko Hunt, um, founder and strategist of Japanese search marketing at AJPR. We'll talk about uh, Matoko's expertise, which is search marketing in Japan. Stick around for that after the break. Um, since our guests will be discussing international SEO with us, we thought we'd start off and do the same um, with things to think about when optimi- optimizing your search marketing campaign. Um, and in the first segment, I thought we would kind of Stick with the European markets. All right. Sounds good to me. Um, Well, I'm just general international SEO in the first place. The first thing you need to look at is how are you setting yourself up to, you know, do international marketing. Right. Are you going to have, like, separate domains for every country, or are you going to do it on one domain? Right, right. I I think it depends a lot on your business goals, obviously, Um, and, and... in some cases on the country that you're in, but just in general, your business goals. In some cases, it makes a lot of sense that you'll have a page for every country, or in some cases, you have a lot more that you need to tailor to a particular country, so, you know, you might break it out into the separate site approach, or, you know, just a blended approach even would work. That was um, back in... Yeah, I covered the this um, international SEO campaign... Um, session at I'm guessing, I think it was SMX Advanced this year, and Cindy Crum's presentation had um, some site architecture suggestions uh, for for your international SEO campaigns. Right, and she covered a lot of the advantages and disadvantages of that, and I'm sure when you put up the show notes, you'll link over back to that um, blog post so that people can catch up on it, because there was a lot of great information in that. Well, in general, my opinion is that you should only be getting different top-level domains for other countries, which is the ideal situation, if you have a lot of resources. Because most countries that you'll be targeting are probably going to get the majority of their um, inbound traffic just from regular Google anyway, and they're going to find your domain usually. Right, but right, but that's kind of why I say if you're, your business goals, you don't necessarily want to build an entire site out for... Absolutely. You know, Tanzania, if you never get traffic from Tanzania. 
you probably mostly only want to do it if you're going to be willing to commit to internationalization and localization of your website. So if you're going to have translators, if you're going to pay translators to translate into you know, corresponding languages for these top-level domains, then absolutely go for it. Understand this is going to be marginal traffic compared to your core uh, website, but... Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, then there are, you know, considerations like in Germany where in order to do business, you have to have a physical location in Germany. You have to have your domain bought in Germany. You have to host it in Germany. Um, and so in that case, it's not going to do you any good just to have just a page on your site that's, you know, for your German customers. You, you actually need to do business in Germany and, right. and, and make the commitment. So in general, I think there's four things that you have to worry about with regard to internationalizing your website. There's the language of the area that you're you're targeting. Then separate from that, similar but separate, is culture. So in some markets, people are um, comfortable using credit cards for online transactions, and in other markets, they're not. So you have to be very cognizant of that sort of thing. Um, then there's t- technical issues. Should you host your server in that region or country? Um, do you want to have a top-level domain for that country? Issues like that. And then, of course, how you organize your site. Um, from a program at programmatic standpoint, you can make it harder or easier to localize and internationalize, which are two similar but um, important concepts in um, making your country international or your uh, site internationalized. And then you also have to understand the market share of the the search engine providers because yeah. it varies greatly from country to country. And most of them usually are Google, but for instance in Korea, which I, we'll probably talk about in the next segment, but <laughs> in, in Korea it, it's something like, um, well, Google is like 2 or 3% of yeah. the market. So. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something we can talk a lot about when we talk about Asia because, I mean, there's all sorts of interesting things going on with the engines there. But even in, you know, like France, there are a couple of lo- French local engines that do very well. Um, the other thing I think you need to look at is how is the impact of mobile? I mean, the imp- the penetration for mobile um, marketing is so much deeper in Europe in a lot of cases. In France, um, it's very, very low, but in the UK, it's much higher. Right. Um, and yeah, like that was a good point you had about, you know, knowing how you're marketing to them. In Germany, you're not going to be selling to someone using a credit card. Um, UK users are much more comfortable giving you their credit card information over the internet. There's definitely a lot to to look at. I mean, we can talk about this, well, at least for the length of an entire session (laughs) (laughs) since since we've recapped it a couple of times. But... um, I think that, and that's why it's so important. I mean, you have to go from a locale by locale basis. It's hard to scale these kind of changes just because it is, you need to research the the area and find out what their customs are and what their, their um, the normal way that they do business. Because I was completely shocked to find out that Germany is so provincial. I didn't realize that they... They were so unsophisticated when it comes to using, doing online transactions. So right, yeah, that they don't they don't use credit cards very much. It's just uh, just starting. But so I hear it's the same with you know Italy and France and right. It's just the trust thing. Um, you know, if, if you're not confident with that, right? As opposed to someone like the Netherlands, where they've got eighty seven percent internet uh, 
usage across. That's 16% higher than the U.S. And you always think of the U.S. as being so advanced when it comes to, you know, everyone having the Internet. And it's not even. It's, you know, they're, they're just so much further along. Um, we are running out of time, unfortunately. There's a lot to consider when developing your international search marketing campaign. So stay tuned for Virginia's interview with Motoko Hunt, Japanese search marketing strategist. Up next, more SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. SEOC.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOC.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOC.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOC.com. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, Visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nussi, and I am joined by Matoko Hunt, founder and Japanese search marketing strategist at AJPR. Thanks for coming on the show, Matoko. Thank you for having me. Um, your company, AJPR, specializes in Japanese SEO and um, search engine marketing. Mm-hmm. So, from your experience, what is the main difference um, of SEO and SEM strategies in Japan and versus in the U.S.? Um, many Japanese businesses are considering SEO and uh, SEM as a branding tool first. They do measure ROI and welcome when it goes up, but many seem to think that that's not the only way to measure the success of the campaigns. And most of my clients are non-Japanese businesses, and the ROI is, of course, very important to them. Some of the keywords that I recommend to target might be different from their Japanese competitors are targeting. In many cases, you can run very effective paid campaign in Japan at much lower cost because of that. And, of course, the targeting search engines, language, and cultures all plays a part in the, you know, creating the strategies, what works in Japan. Right, of course. So, um, so you're saying that SEO is viewed primarily as a branding tool, and mm-hmm. uh, not as much as a increasing bill of vis- visibility. Or is that um, shifting? 
or are they finding most success with branding alone? Well, they do consider that the, you know, uh, ranking high in the search results on uh, organic search is important and uh, do running the uh, effective campaign for the uh, SEM side is important. But uh, how they view that those campaigns are successful to them is not just by the uh, you know, week by week of the, how the ranking shifted or how many uh, the conversion rates went up or went down. So it seems that they're uh, looking at SEO and SM campaigns are uh, rather long-term campaigns uh, than uh, U.S. businesses are chasing right now. Well, that's probably a smart um, strategy overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've heard in some of the international panels that I've been to at different conferences mm-hmm. is, um, is about which search engines are most popular uh, yeah. in Japan. Um, and in the past, I've always heard that Yahoo was the, the dominant search engine there, but I think things might be changing. Is that is that true? Yeah, it is true. And uh, I think many people still see those data, uh, you know, coming out from Japan and they look at it and it shows that the Yahoo is still the number one search engines. But the thing is that those numbers are based on the uh, uh, property. Uh, you know, what's the popular property in Japan, uh, which is definitely Yahoo, because many people go to Yahoo not just to search, but they go there to shop or auction or news, or Yahoo email is really popular still in Japan. So as a portal site, Yahoo is still the number one pop, you know, property in Japan. But if you look at the search volume, Yahoo and Google is a really, you know, neck to neck right now. So um, if U.S. business or non-Japanese business is um, you know, thinking that Yahoo is the number one search engine and they run the campaign against the Yahoo only, then they might be missing out up to half of the search market. That's a big chunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, okay, so another one of the things that I consistently hear about international SEO is that you can't be translating English word for word for a website in another language. So how would you recommend I go about translating my English site to Japanese? Um, you know, you need to be selective with who you have the, uh, you know, to translate your website contents or the paid campaign ad copies. Um, instead of translating, first of all, they should definitely run the keyword study in Japan because... Um, the language in Japan used uh, four different types of letters and character sets. And then, you know, we do have the spelling variations and uh, some of the words might be translated into uh, two, three or more uh, Japanese words. And then always there's one word uh, have the more popular, you know, the search volumes wise uh, than the other variations. So it's very important to do the keyword study to find the most uh, the keyword that brings you the most uh, opportunities in the search uh, marketing in Japan. Um, the tools, translation tools, you know, many good tools out there, but with the Japanese language, because the uh, grammatical structures um, between the Japanese language and the English structures almost completely opposite. So I haven't seen any of the you know, translation tools that work well enough to translate, you know, for the business use. Um, 
So, you know, again, you know, you do, you need to do the keyword study, you know, just for Japan. You might have the already have the、uh, English keyword list, but don't just translate that,、uh, you know, conduct the Japanese keyword study. Give those keyword lists to the translator and、yeah. have them use those words. Yeah. That's very important because language is very nuanced and complicated. So,、mm-hmm. um, and then another thing is that、uh, with Japanese language, we have different levels of the brightness. And then we you know, use the different level of those brightness when we speak to the different person.、Uh, you know, if you're talking to your customers, when you're talking to friends, colleagues, or teachers, you know, it's all different levels of the brightness. So、right. I've seen some websites are using a too casual、um, the language or too polite.、Mm-hmm. You know, So, again, it's very important to use a good translator who understands those you know, different levels of the brightness to、right. translate your ad copies or the websites. Absolutely.、Um, here's another shift.、Uh, let's talk about mobile.、Uh, mobile、mm-hmm. is very big in Japan, as far as I know. And do you think most Japanese companies are equipped to handle mobile traffic? Or are there any lessons that U.S. companies can take away from? The way that mobile is being、um, implemented in Japan?、Uh, yeah, definitely. And then, you know, mobile is a huge part of the Japanese online campaigns, and、uh, many businesses do have the mobile sites. And then they are definitely making sure that the,、uh, they are equipped to handle the mobile traffic.、Um, you know, all popular social media sites have their mobile sites、uh, so that they can keep users connected 24 7. Um, not just、um, uh, social medias, but any, even the B2B、uh, businesses now have the mobile sites.、Uh, it is a big、uh, and important part of their online campaign.、Um, I think what's great about mobile search in Japan is that、uh, they are not targeting the local market.、Uh, their campaign is definitely designed for the、uh, nationwide audiences. And、uh, this seems to integrate in campaigns among mobile search, PC search, and offline advertising really well by sending customers to each other. So, oh, that is, but, that is interesting.、Mm-hmm. Different than here when we hear you know, mobile is great and it really should be、um, a target for your local campaigns, but、right. uh, not necessarily the case、um, in Japan. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then also that the, in the US, many businesses considering、uh, like uh, mobile campaigns and、uh, PC campaigns and offline campaigns and TV commercials all separately. And they, they measure、uh, the success separately too, right?、Uh, many Japanese seem s to、uh, combine all those data together and then you know, measure the success, overall success.、Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense.、Mm-hmm. Um, I read in an interview that you did、um, that BBS sites are popular in Japan and are a common place for companies to get word of mouth, both good and bad.、Mm-hmm. Um, how do you recommend business owners keep up with online reputation management in that environment? I think that the business should definitely monitor some of those popular、uh, bulletin board service sites and social media sites where people. Uh, maybe talking about your company or services and products.、Um, it's good to create a business around community group to communicate with the consumers,、um, but you won't hear much of the bad things there, right?、Uh, 
um, people gossip somewhere else where they don't expect the business or the owners to participate. So if you see some of the bad comments about you, um, I suggest that you don't fire back right there. Instead, um, come up with some solutions to the problems and then go back to the community uh, with apology and the solution, uh, maybe on your websites or some of the social media sites. Very good advice. And, um, you know, when you're talking about going and expanding your campaign to international markets, it's really a, just very, you know, like there's a lot that's the same, but you don't want to be overlooking the cultural differences and um, other things. So it's important to get a really good consultant like you, Matoko. So thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you very much. Um, and, you know, you're going to be speaking at Search Engine Strategies Chicago in December on yes. the Search Around the World panel. Mm-hmm. And um, you have a blog too, right? Yes, I do. Uh, yep. where, can, where can our listeners find that? Um, they can go to the www.ajpr.com. Very good. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. In the next segment, Susan, Michael, and I will continue the international SEO discussion with a look at Asian Pacific markets. SEM Synergy will be right back. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to thousands of subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours article distribution at its easiest one form one click thousands of results get your free account today at articlesender.com that's article s-e-n-d-e-r.com search engine marketing formulated for web 2.0 you're listening to sem synergy on webmasterradio.fm once again here's bruce clay Welcome back to SEM Synergy. Virginia here, and I am back with Susan and Michael. Before the break, I was speaking to Matoko Hunt about search engine marketing in Japan. And following up on that, we'd like to talk about optimizing for search in the Asian Pacific and in Latin America. Um, yeah, lots of lots of stuff to dig into here. Um, obviously, Japan is just totally fascinating. Um, you know, you, you can really do a lot with e-commerce. Um, what I thought was interesting was um, Matoko noted that 
it's no longer just Yahoo, which is kind of always what you know the common wisdom was. If you want to be in Japan, you have to be in Yahoo. Right. And that, that now really Google has moved up to a 50-50 market share. Um, which I really just shows Google's dominance everywhere. Right, right. It's, it's not just about Yahoo in Japan anymore. I thought that was interesting as well. Um, but it's a whole different story in China, where the search engine of dominance is Baidu when it comes to... Um, let me see here. Not business searches, but I think lifestyle searches. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously China is a huge, huge market to try and get into. Um, but in order, I mean, in order to play there, you do have to be playing in Baidu. It's and it's not free, which is kind of I think unusual for our perspective where, you know, organic is the free traffic. You just get into the index and you move on, and, and that's just not the way it is there. Right. It's, hard. it's kind of hard to organically grow your business in the China space when you have to start off with a $5,000 implementation fee just to experiment. <laughs> yeah, and it's Chinese-only support, so if you don't speak Chinese, <laughs> you know, right. you're kind of out of luck. You have to wire. You have to do wire prepayments. It's not like you can just hand them over your credit card and say, you know, charge this every time you need to. On the other hand, I suppose that if you're committed enough to um, be translating your pages or you know, willing to make pages with Chinese content and all the troubles that that entails, then probably $3,000, $5,000 fee isn't just a drop in the bucket because you're going to pay a lot more than that in translation fees or keeping somebody on staff who knows what they're doing. Yeah, and obviously you're going to need to get a .cn domain. Um, .com .cn, I believe, was the suggestion from that uh, international uh, panel that we were talking about before. Um. But Michael brings up the language aspect, and um, you know when you're when you're thinking of of languages like um, Japanese and Chinese, there are several sets of characters. Yeah, within both of those languages, it's it's it comes up to you know thousands and thousands of characters so not only are you translating but you're making sure that you're using the most common usages of the words and um, it's, it's a very complicated process you can't just plug it into google translate mm -hmm. well and i could be entirely wrong on this so you know i can get angry emails later if um, i am but i mean in china we're not just talking different characters we're talking actually different languages is it mandarin is it cantonese is it you know whatever else there's it's not you know marketing to one language right and uh, the there's other technical issues with regard to the the language because english lends itself well to certain algorithmic things like stemming so you can you infer um that if somebody's talking about you know for instance um, um run that running would also be related to that but that's not the way it works at all in the chinese language so eat Probably so. Each character is, you know, unique to itself. Yeah, so yeah. It's optimized for each. Yeah, that's actually the case in a lot of different languages. Um, I actually learned recently that in Welsh, to conjugate a verb, you don't actually change the verb; you change the entire rest of the sentence. Wow. Which is very strange. <laughs> and now I'm going to get angry emails from Welsh people <laughs> <laughs> insulting everybody today. I say it with love. Um, but one of the upsides of the language thing, you know, okay, so you've got like over 13,000 characters in Chinese. So search suggests drop-down menus play a really big role um, for users. 
And if they're just picking from a search suggest menu, then you kind of have all your keywords laid out there for you. Yeah, that's that's really true. It's kind of built in. Um, On the other hand, that makes it harder to find the diamonds in the rough. Yeah. All of your competition know exactly what they're competing for also. Yeah, exactly. You can't really capitalize on a long tail when there is no long tail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, in in general, I mean, it's the, the Asian market's a huge, huge market, but you've got to know where you're playing. Right, and that's a really good point about the long tail because uh, you can win the long tail by having a, a highly competitive, valuable phrase. and It's embedded in a lot of other longer phrases, but... That's not going to play well in, at all in Baidu, obviously, where each character stands on its own. Right, yeah. For the entire meaning of a concept. Okay, we're kind of running down time here, so I want to jump over to Latin America. Okay. Um, and talk a little bit about, like, Brazil, right? Who is, if we're talking, when you're talking about, you know, marketing to S- South America, Latin America, that's really where you're going to start playing. Um, right, Brazil's got the most um, internet users, but I think... Um, Chile has the highest um, internet penetration, actually. But it's all rising, obviously. It's going up. Um, and Latin America, um, Latin American internet users are actually spending more time online than the global average. Yeah, it, it, that's a really, really booming market. Um, when I was at SES San Jose, I was sat next to a woman in um, one of my one of the panels and you know and she was just sort of asking me questions as we were going along and she had a florist site um and so we were we were talking about that and i was you know just talking about how to optimize for it which mm-hmm. I, that poor woman was getting advice from me <laughs> but um eventually uh i realized that what she was actually trying to find out was how to optimize for brazil because she was actually from brazil and so, you know, she was telling me a little bit about the market there and, you know, how you don't have to just create your websites in Portuguese. You also have to create them in English because there's a very strong English speaking culture there, too, which mm. I hadn't even realized. Um, it was just sort of a fascinating little thing. What I noticed, uh, I read um, from a, sort of an expert on uh, online SEO for the South American and other Hispanic markets and he said that one thing you should pay attention to is when you're optimizing like your landing pages where they're going to be coming in up to on your site is going for a neutral Spanish apparently and I'm not a big Spanish language expert but apparently there's a variety of Spanish that you can use that can appeal um, maybe inoffensively to a wide variety of Spanish speakers. Right, so. right. Which that would obviously be different from Brazil where they speak Portuguese and you should not um, market to them in Spanish. <laughs> that wouldn't work very well. Um, and, we're run- and we've run out of time. So check out the Bruce Clay blog for all the extras that we didn't have time to cover because there was a lot. This is a huge topic. As always, thanks to Webmaster Radio and to our guest, Matoko Hunt. If you're listening and you have a question or want to hear about a topic or you want to yell at me for being insulting the world over, um, you can let us know at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. This is Susan on behalf of Virginia and Michael and myself. Thanks for tuning in to SEM Synergy. Mm-hmm.